When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, Ross Forest Focus as Nottingham Forest secure an FA Cup fifth round tie against Manchester United after beating Bristol City on penalties last night. We'll discuss that win and look ahead to two massive Premier League games at home in the company of, first of all, Reds fan Greg Mitchell. Greg, afternoon, how are you? I'm good, yeah, on time. Well, we were, yeah. Mikey was a bit late, wasn't he? But yeah, getting there. <laughs> Mostly on time. I put, I say I put all my notes in the wrong video channel, so I had to move them all over. So that's actually why we're late. It's not really because of Mikey. Uh, Mikey Clark, afternoon, how are you doing? Yeah, good, thanks, guys. How are you, Matt? You're right. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. I've had a haircut. Not that people want to know, but my hair my hair got to kind of beat all 60s bowl length, so I had to do something about it. <laughs> uh, but hopefully it looks a bit better now. And finally with us is former Reds midfielder Lewis McGugan. You well, Lewis? Yeah, not too bad. Thank you, guys. Good to have you with us as ever. Um, Greg, do you want to kick us off on the game last night? What did you make of it? It doesn't sound like, I mean, I must admit I didn't see it all, but it doesn't sound like the greatest spectacle, but uh, good to be through, I guess. Yeah, definitely. It could have gone a lot worse. You know, Bristol City have now played, you know, four games against Premier League opposition and not been beat. So <laughs> they were very organised. They weren't scared of having the ball. They weren't scared of going for us. And uh, we got through it. So it was a positive. I know it wasn't the performance everyone wanted to see. But again, it was great to see so many. Like I sat in the um, Peter Taylor stand. I thought for once I'll just sit down and watch it rather than stand and try and make some noise. So uh, it was great, like surrounded by families and people who like haven't been going, obviously, because they can't get tickets. And they saw an exciting finale if it was a bit late. So, yeah, you can't grumble too much. We've got fifth round tie against Man U so it'll be soon forgotten about how we how we played. Uh, good to have over 300 people or 350 people with us already which is great and thank you to Alan Francis for becoming a member appreciate the support Alan. What about you Mikey just from a general perspective before we break it down a bit more with Lewis what was your take on the game? Yeah same with Greg we got through didn't we it wasn't a scintillating performance by any means but um, we got the job done um, we seem to be a bit of a master at beating teams on penalties don't we that, that stat that's been going around today saying I think we lost once or something in 40 years or something daft like that um, really really good we got through it the team was a bit stretched at times um, it's good to see Gardner make his debut um, but yeah I think the positive is we left the ground we threw to the next round big glamour tie against Man United which I believe is on TV which would be great um, and, and we just got through, you know, um, Forest teams in the past might have uh, struggled to, to get over the line, but this one didn't. So I was I was really pleased. It wasn't a scintillating performance, but we're in the hat and that's all that matters. A few notable names to talk about, a few heroes on the day. I suppose the main one is is Matt Turner. We'll break down each goal, but in, in overall, in theory, Lewis, to save that penalty and be sort of the hero of the day. I mean, you would hope that would boost his confidence after a rough season, wouldn't you? Yeah, 100%. I think that any footballer uh, wants to play with confidence and 
and what's that confidence in and even from a from a fan's perspective you can you can look at players sometimes and you can really notice that they're, they're shot of confidence and you can look at a player and they're thriving on confidence so i think if you look at it last night yes it's the fa cup yes it's a replay but i think in terms of an individual aspect uh the to save the penalty they've we we've got through uh i think that will that will help him that will help him along the way and and i've seen a lot of pictures this morning celebrating with his teammates and stuff like that so that will make him that will make him feel a lot better and 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 hopefully hopefully it it, it can settle him down for for the future um the goal then i'll th- throw it to each of you i suppose well, certainly i heard mike had an opinion on it last night but the goal we conceded where turner was put in the spotlight lewis I thought it was a bit of a mess all round. I'm not so sure about Turner's part in it. Having watched it back, what did you make of it from a Forest point of view defensively? Yeah, I don't. I don't think it. I don't, I don't think the manager will be will be best pleased. Uh, I think that there's there's a there's a few mistakes in there. Uh, but like I said, it's it's one of those things. If you keep overanalyzing every goal and you and you look at trying to put the put the blame on on one person. Uh, I don't think that's I don't think that's right, and I don't think that when you look at that last night, I think there's a there's a few errors that have have been the collective to to concede the goal. So I think from a whole, uh, I think the players and I think the, the manager himself won't won't be happy with with seeing that back. Yeah, I, I don't think Turner was wholly to blame. I mean, I actually thought I've looking back in highlights, he's made some really good saves in the match, but, but yeah. I thought Niakase could have got out sooner and we could have tracked Koyate better. It felt like a collective fault. Mikey, you were, um, having seen it live, you weren't impressed with with Turner on the goal. But overall, what would you say about it? Because I don't want to, we've buried him, we're well, not deliberately buried him on this podcast, but we've been critical. So it's nice to give him some some praise when we can, I guess, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it is. Um, I, I can't lie, I was critical when the goal went in. I think he, he has to palm it wide. Uh, if I'm honest, it kind of goes through his hands, cannons off both posts, and then they tap it in. Um, so, so it was a mistake. But I think Lewis is right. You know, I, I've watched it again this morning, tried to take the emotion out of it a little bit, um, and it was, it wasn't great. It wasn't a great goal to concede. That they build up from the back, they switch it twice, I think, and we just don't get near them, and, and it culminates with uh, their player running sort of 10, 15 yards as backing off, and him, him having that shot. So. Yes, I was critical of Turner. I think he can do better. I still stand by that. But it should never have really got to that. To be fair, we, we should have closed him down. But like Lewis said, you can analyse everything. I think when I need to sort of flip my, my view of Turner, I thought he was great after that. I thought he made some really good saves. There was one in particular, uh, I think in the first half, where he, he, he sort of touched it wide. It may, or it may have been first half of, of injury time. He got down really quick, really strong hands. And you're thinking, wow, that's a great save. And then he did it again a few minutes later. So, um, you know, he he certainly upped his game after that mistake. Um, and then obviously he was the hero in the penalty shooter. So it just shows you how things can change. You know, one minute he's probably thinking, oh dear, you know, is that another mistake? Is it on me again? And then he quickly becomes the hero. So football has, has a way of doing that to you, doesn't it? But um, yeah, it was a bad goal to concede. But like the guys are saying, we got over the line and we should try and be as positive as we can you know Turner's going to be our number two going forward and that last hour or so will do him the world of government and I really hope it does um just before we come to other parts again Greg I forgot to say it sounds like it was a nightmare for people to get into the grounds it perhaps wasn't the best match experience because of the the traffic problems around the city 
Um, did you, you know, did you have any problems? And what was your take on on the atmosphere in the game? Because there were a lot of kids in again. Yeah, I um, I saw the the incident which caused it all. So um, yeah, I was pretty prepared to get in there early enough. And you keep hearing nightmare stories of like someone just put in the comments ninety minutes to travel six miles, and yeah, you could see it. So thankfully, we won. And people were strolling in twenty twenty five minutes into the game. It always seems to be the same with a cup game. I don't think um, well, the club can't really do much more than put it on social media and say get in early. Because uh, there's a lot of people who aren't in the usual seats or who haven't been to the ground for a while. But the atmosphere was OK. I thought Bristol City uh, fans, they pat their end out, they they sung and they were all right as well. They could be a, a decent Premier League outfit who'd travel all around the country with their their club. And, you know, one day it'd be good to see them up there. But, um, yeah, I'm sure it'd be different against Man United, especially if we're in the game. Uh, one thing, though, I think that'll be the the last ever FA Cup replay at the City Ground. I don't think there's going to be any, is there, next year? So obviously, uh, I'm not sure. They're trying to scale them back, aren't they? Yeah, yeah there's potential well that we could have had a little bit of history there last night. So uh, glad we got the win in the end. Um, Forrest started the game pretty well, Lewis. Uh, Morgan Gibbs-White had a shot save for a corner and then Forrest score from the corner. Divock Origi. It looked like the kind of goal a striker needs when they've not been getting goals for a team. <laughs> what was your take on it? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's one of them, especially as a as a striker that you won't uh, you won't be moaning about. Uh, that's for sure. I, I, listen, I think that I I didn't go to the game unfortunately last night, but uh, I mean I've watched uh, highlights back and I've got a lot of information heard. What's and and I think from a, from from a whole, it wasn't the most impressive performance. But I think what we have to understand is we've got through the game, we've won on penalties, which also gives the field goal factor, winning on a penalty shootout in any competition, uh, gives it gives it gives a nice feeling to the fans and the players. Uh, more importantly, I think we've got to concentrate on the on the league. Uh, but I think if you strip everything back, uh, when you play lower opposition in any cup games, even more so the replays, it's just a recipe for disaster. Uh, them them teams come into to to play, especially away from home. They've got nothing to lose. More than likely, it's a really nice stage to play football. Uh, and by all accounts, you can see that with the way Bristol City played last night, they've got really no limits on them. Uh, and they can play without without stress because everyone's looking looking for Nottingham Forest to win the game. So I think if you strip all that back, we're, we've we've got through what can be a tricky tie uh, because they're all good teams. Uh, we've got through some players have got some minutes. Turner's got a bit more confidence. Origi maybe have now got a goal that might help him in terms of helping the squad. We're through to the next round, which is a, a really, really nice tie against Manchester United. So I think we've got to put that positive spin on it. And, and I think it could be a lot worse in terms of the FA Cup. What We're still in the competition. We've got a great tie coming up uh, to look forward to. Uh, and we can take the, the positives out of that game, uh, personally and collectively, and, and now concentrate on the league. And as Pat says in the comments, Greg, just glad to get through a line uh, with a lineup we won't use again. I mean, Twitter was very doom and gloom last night, but that team isn't one we'll see in the Premier League. It was it was a, a weakened team, not a weak team. There were still good players in there, but Forrest went into mm-hmm. that match in a bit of a mess selection-wise for various reasons, didn't they? Yeah, and do you know the difference now, though, compared to the start of the last season? 
that was our weakened team and they were all Premier League. I know, yeah, Matt Turner, but he's played enough Premier League games now. They were all Premier League players, weren't they? I know Felipe, it felt like a bit of a new signing coming back. Um, thought he was a little bit rusty at the start, but he got through like the entire game, didn't he? Which was incredible, really, to say what he's come from. So, yeah, there's a, <laughs> there's a lot more positives to take from last night than there are negatives. Yeah, it was a... It's a bit of a dreary game and, you know, one that we'll forget pretty pretty soon. But getting through it, hopefully with no injuries and just just the confidence of getting through the round is a big thing and it could help us on Saturday in the league. Yeah, uh, um, lights out in the comments. Says, Don't forget the days of losing to Chester in the, the third round. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that was before your time, wasn't it, Lewis? I'm not throwing you under the bus there. Do you play in that one? <laughs> oh, no, no, don't worry, you say. <laughs> Good. Uh, something definitely positive from Lewis's career. Um, transfer mark tells me you took ten penalties in your career and scored them all. Uh, you can don't, don't tell me if that's wrong. Just take the glory. Um, talk us <laughs> through taking a penalty under pressure. What goes through your mind? And uh, is it that cliche of you know stick to what you decided beforehand and don't change your mind on the penalty spot? Is that a thing? Yeah, I think I think it's it's a it's a big factor. Uh, I don't like I said your, your stats, and I'm going to go off go off your stats. Uh, I, I don't think I miss one. Uh, I was very confident when I took the penalties. I think it's just it's it, it's personal preference and how, how players see it. Uh, the way I looked at it was, if I concentrate, if I pick my spot and I strike it properly, I don't think a goalkeeper saves it, even if it goes the right way. That was my perception. That was my my outlook on it. Uh, and that, and every player looks at it differently. Never play has that different feel, but 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 on a personal view, when I when I took them, I was very confident that if I did everything that I could do to the best of my ability, then the goalkeeper shouldn't save it. Mm. Did you relish the pressure? Was that something you you actually wanted that responsibility? Then, yeah, the, 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 sometimes you're going to miss them. Uh, I think that's 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 the biggest thing of of trying to be a professional footballer. You, you're going to make mistakes. Uh, you have to understand that you're going to make mistakes. Yeah, you, you're probably going to get stick for it at times, but the 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 best reaction is to come and do it again uh, and take the ball again and take that opportunity again and 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 on set pieces, which was a which was quite a massive part of my career. Uh, but free kicks and penalties, I, I I didn't mind that pressure. Sometimes I like that pressure, and like I said, it's not for everyone, and and some players really thrive off it. Uh, and some players don't really want want a part of it, but when it comes to penalty shootout, you just gotta take your time, uh, stick to your stick to your, stick to what you know, stick to your process, the way you do stuff, and never change your mind. And when you start letting outside noise and changing your mind, and that's when you can come unstuck. Hmm. You take any in a shootout? Not for not not for Nottingham Forest. I, I can remember. No, no, not not a real call. I've taken any for Nottingham Forest. No, not in a penalty shootout. There was um, all in one, player to one player to mention from the shootout, Mikey, as well. Um, I thought he, a word from Nia Kate because he missed in AFCON um, <clears> and he stepped up and scored his. Um, and he, he was commiserating with the player who missed at the end from experience as well. So, you know, there were that was another positive, wasn't there? There were more positives than negatives to take from last night, without a doubt. Oh, definitely. I thought it was the best penalty, if I'm honest. I um, I thought it took a lot of bottle for him to step up. I know it's, it's an FA Cup and he's just played in a tournament for his country, but it must have been nagging 
at the back of his mind that you know a few days ago it was his penalty that that saw them uh, bow out of the tournament. So it took a lot of bottle for him, and I thought he struck it really nicely. And yeah, you're right. I noticed that as well. He was one of the first to go and, and console with the with the Bristol City lads, who I thought did really well uh, in the game. I concur with Greg. I, I was pleasantly not pleasantly, yeah, I suppose pleasantly surprised by the way they attacked the game. I thought it, it meant it, it sort of opened the game up. But I think going back to, to penalties, yeah. Um, Musa did great, and he's he's a leader, isn't he? And I personally think the quicker we can get him back in in our starting eleven for the league, the better we'll be as a team. Um, I think he's he's calm, he's assured, he's strong, he's he's quick, and that's not a reflection on um, Amadamadeli. Still got that one right because um, he's done great. But I just think where we are now for the run in, I'd love to see Musa come back in. But no, he, he he was brilliant yesterday, Musa. Great to see him play uh, play the full game, and his penalty was brilliant. Um, another player I was going to ask about, Greg, is young. Uh, I don't know if it's Joseph or Joe Gardner. It seems to be Joseph. It, it, I mean, he got uh, good reviews coming on under pressure. What did you make of him? It's just so good to keep that academy route going when I thought it seemed to be petering out. Um, do you know what I loved? As soon as he came on and he ran over to the clough stand and the clough stand were on the feet giving him applause and you can just tell how much this crowd love a homegrown player. It was brilliant to see. And he, he straight away, you could see the energy in him. You could see the energy in his running, his tackling. He went a little bit too far on one of them. He got excited, but he, he's got that confidence. You know, he, he's slight on the ball. I, I just loved watching him. And it's like one of those proud moments where you see like one of your own almost go for it and uh, he's going to have a fantastic career I think his interview after that's on all the club's social medias now is superb he spoke about the penalties saying how he'd backed, he'd have backed himself to take one if he had to and I think it was uh, good things will come and he's just got that confidence he's got that excitement and that like raw ability clearly um, whether we'll see much of him again this season, who knows? I mean, if if he's playing minutes, then there's going to be after quite a few gaps appearing. But, you know, what an exciting prospect. I'm so glad that out of everything, we beat Blackpool so we could see him, you know, get a run out. And it's just brilliant for the, for the club that we've got another academy player hopefully coming through eventually. Um, Mrs Mitchell's in the comments, Greg. Don't forget <laughs> oh, can't we block her? <laughs> well, she hasn't. Well, I suppose I can do. She hasn't put a time in. No, so no. You've got the time in, Laura, that you need picking up. I'll, I'll boot him out. Don't worry. Um, do, what are your memories of your debut, Lewis? Yeah, the, 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 it's. You know, I mean, it's what every every kid uh, growing up dreams of, and they're 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 such good moments uh, for for yourself for your family. And that's what I mean. That's when you look at it last night and he's made his debut. And as, as Greg's point of the way he came about it, that's why there are so many football clubs. That's why football is what it is. That's why at times playing youngsters, it helps because when all this kind of outside noise and there's a lot of stuff going off, when you're a young player coming through, you don't know any, you don't know about that. You don't get involved in that. It's, it's out of your domain. And it's just basically you can see it in, in, in the young players' performances, they, they come onto the pitch and they have kind of nothing in their head apart from trying to trying to run through a brick wall for the for the football club. And that's what is football. That's what gets 
everyone excited. That's where we come. Like like Greg said, we at each fan base when they see one of their own players coming through, uh, it it they feel like that connection. Uh, and that's what every football club should be about. And I think that this football club has always been about that. And I know with the likes of, obviously, Joe leaving and and, and it looks like Yatesy now, hopefully now another batch comes through of, of two or three more to, to to keep that going. Because cause as a football club, this football club produces young players and it produces young players, but gives players an opportunity. And and. It's. I'm just really, really happy for the boy, uh, and also his family because it's a it's a collective point to get to this stage. I think that's what a, a lot of people don't realise the 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 tough times and the amount of things that not only the player but also the family and the people around them have to sacrifice to get to these points. And they come on that pitch last night. That's what it's all worth worth, and 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 that smile. So he'll be waking up this morning uh, on top of the world and. And rightly so, and and hopefully now we can be a bit more around the first team on a regular basis. And and his aim now is, I'd, I'd say, to try and be involved in as many match day squads from now until the end of the season as possible, and just keep on keep on building from it. But what he what he has got, he's got a taste of of, of playing on that playing on that pitch in front of them fans. And and I can only say from a personal opinion, it's it's a fantastic feeling. And 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 when you get the opportunity to do it. And you've had the opportunity to do it. You you do feel and you understand when these players make their debut how they're feeling because you can go back to I can go back to my time and and understand that it's a fantastic opportunity to play in front of uh, these fans in 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 the in that stadium. So uh, like I said, I think it's really really good for him, good for the football club, uh, good for the academy, uh, and I think it just keeps on keeps on hopefully. That that journey and, and that production line can can keep going. Yeah, excuse me. Yeah, you touched on it there. What I was going to ask you, um, like I say, he's high as a kite today, but the chances of him getting minutes are still quite low because of how many good midfielders we've got. So, is it a case of keep your head down and just focus as much as anything on doing well for the B team or the twenty threes or whatever it's whatever it's called now? Yeah, of course. And listen, he will know that, and the manager and the and the players will will, will be well aware most times when when young players get their opportunity like myself it's in a cup game first and foremost and that will be for various reasons either the managers rest in the first few first team players maybe a few injuries maybe a few suspensions so you always kind of get your opportunity most of the time through a cup competition but you understand that when it goes back to a league game i might not be involved on saturday but that's not a that's not a a, a a problem and that's not a negative on him uh he's got the opportunity to be involved in the squad he's got on he's took that and now he's just got to use that as as fuel really to keep driving keep driving the standards keep wanting to be about it once you get a taste of it you always want to be there uh and like i said now i i, I would imagine uh his kind of goal is to just try and be around the first team as, as much as possible. I, I imagine that he will be training with them most days already anyway, because that's quite an early process. But in terms of he's got to keep on impressing, keep doing the right things and waiting for his opportunity. And every time, if he gets an opportunity again, put on a good performance. But I think of the bigger picture from now until in the season, he'll just be trying to, to stay as close to that match day squad as possible. 
Yeah, it's good we do have a few bubbling away. It's such a big step up, but um, it's Sapa or Song. Uh, Joe Powell did well in pre-season, the left-back. So, uh, yeah, it's good to see that. that it's, a bigger, it's a bigger step than it's ever been just because of the Premier League issue, isn't it? You know, these players that would have been thriving in League One and the Championship already might never get to put on the first-team shirt. You know, it's bittersweet, really. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, any other players to reference, Mikey? Anything else to say on the game before we move on to back to Premier League action? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think um, with with Garner, his uh, how tall is he? And he's he's very slight, isn't he? And his legs are massive. So when he when he, I'm going to sound really uh, silly now. When he fills out, should I say, he really gets a bit older. He's going to be a, a big player in stature as well as um, as well as hopefully for Forest. So I, I was just surprised when he ran towards me in the club stand. I was thinking, blimey, you're, you're a tall lad for 18. So, um, yeah, I, I, I concur with the guys. You know, just if he just gets his head down and works hard, uh, he, he could be good. And you're, you're right, Matt, as well. There's, um, there is a couple, I think, from there um, that you hear really good things about the, the lad up front off song. I was surprised he didn't get on. Here's a question for you guys, actually. Did we have another substitution to use in extra no. time? No. No. Uh, no, you get an extra window. I think if I've read this right, you get an extra window, but not an extra sub. So we'd made five subs, I think. Gotcha. If, unless I've read the rules wrong, you get an extra sub window but if you've already used your five, unless it's a concussion sub or something. Yeah, because this is about Gibbs White, because I was saying fetch him off, fetch him off. Even if you play with 10, fetch him off. And uh, in the end, I think Nuno's doing press today. Uh, so hopefully he's all right. He's a bit like Murillo, isn't he? He just hobbles through. Uh, every game, but yeah, we need him to be all right, or at least we've got Gio Reina now, certainly. Um, let's move on. Before we do, a quick plug for our sponsors, as ever, the Trent Navigation. Uh, on Saturday, obviously, uh, before Forest v Newcastle, you can watch the game there. They open at 10 a.m. for breakfast, then they show Man City v Everton at 12.30, Six Nations Rugby, Soccer Saturday, live music from Steve McGill, barbecue in the food court, and then, of course, Forest v Newcastle uh, on the screens inside and out for those not heading to the game, and then get back down there for a post-match uh, beer, soldering, whatever you want, if you can. But grateful for the supporters. So I can have a quick sip of a drink and we'll see you on the other side. Uh, all right, Premier League football returns at the weekend with Forest v Newcastle, the evening kickoff, and then there's a second home game uh, straight after that. Uh, against West Ham, and then it's three very rough-looking fixtures on paper. I think it's Villa, Brighton, Liverpool. Uh, two of those are away as well. So how are you feeling about these next two games, Greg? It's initially Newcastle, but also West Ham. Does it feel you know, particularly important in the context of our season? Yeah, you know what I'm like anyway. I'm quite a positive chap, but I'm excited about Saturday. Late kickoff. Uh, got my Dortmund buddy over. He's coming to watch it with us. Uh, and some home debuts, you know, Rayner, if Gibbs White hopefully is fit. But if not, we have a, a strong option there to to start, if not come on after a while. Um, so, yeah, you know, home debuts for him and the keeper. And we've already got three points against these. We've got to go in confidence against these, get our first, you know, double over a team this season. They're down on their look, down on their form a little bit, and we've proven we can beat them with a Nuno team. So I'm hoping it's 
it should be a good atmosphere. They'd have come down in the thousands and spent all day in Nottingham, so they'll be loud, and we usually respond to a, a louder way end. So yeah, I, I can't wait for that one. And then that's the that's the thing that sets the tone for the next few games coming up. If we get a, a good result, we need to start having a run because none of us know what's around the corner. Uh, I just think we've got to go for it. I think we've got to go for three points, really be confident and uh, see what some of these new players are like. And it'll be a, a loud city ground, hopefully. Um, here are the upcoming fixtures then. Newcastle at home, West Ham at home. It is Villa away, Liverpool home, Brighton away. And then it goes into Luton, Crystal Palace, Fulham. I mean, looking at those fixtures, Lewis, when you were playing in a dressing room, did you ever pinpoint groups of fixtures like, and say, oh, two home games now, we need four points or six points? Or does it not actually work like that amongst players? Yeah, it's it, every every kind of change room and, 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 and kind of manager and, and staff are different. Uh, a lot of my times at, at Forest, we what we did, especially with Billy Davis under the, with the playoffs, we always kind of had a points tally per. We we get a little bunch of games, whether that's five, six, whether it's a month, and as a as a collective group, we'd we'd kind of pinpoint how many points that we think for one that is achievable, uh, and kind of where we'll set us up, and it will just took it in stages, and hopefully over that time, if you keep on ticking off them them little stages, then it puts you in a uh, puts you in a better position uh, at the end. So it, it's something that is quite is, is quite common in the change rooms. Like I said, I'm not privy to what Nuno does or what the players are up to, but I, I imagine that they'll be taking uh, little kind of snippets of, of games and, and maybe months and, and understanding we need a certain amount of points uh, from that from that period. So, like I said, you look at them on paper, uh, the... the they're not, they're not the best of games to be kind of going into when you when you're needing points. But like we've done before, when when it's least expected, we've we've come and and and, and put a performance out and got a result when needed. So what can help us? We've we've already been to their place and uh, uh, and turned them over. So they'll be also coming here with a, with a different aspect and understanding what what this team can do. Uh, I'm, I'm sure Nino Nuno will take a lot of confidence and a lot of tactical work from from the first game, uh, and, and and be trying to use that. But I think we've just got to be positive from the outset because it's home game, five thirty under the lights. Hopefully, three uh, of the new signings making their home debut. A little bit of a, a a new look to the team, and I think it's just a big thing. Like I've said before, he's trying to get that bit of. Uh, impetus back of of what we had when Nuno first came in and I think it, I think the team and the manager have been really unlucky I think we had two great results in terms of Newcastle Manchester United first and then since then it's just dragged a little bit there's been a lot of cup competitions then the financial fair play kind of news broke and it's just been a bit in the air you've had a few games in between there and it's just not really felt like, and they've probably lost all that momentum what they what they first had. So hopefully now, uh, like I said, they've they've got through last night. Uh, we still await to the news of, of of the financial fair play, but we can't we can't control that. But I think it's a perfect opportunity Saturday to to really start again and and start to build that foundation, which hopefully keeps us staying in the Premier League. It's an interesting weekend ahead, Mikey. I think we're probably at that stage now where I start looking at fixtures for other teams and league tables. And Brentford have got a tricky game against Wolves. Palace have got Chelsea at home. Uh, in particular, Burnley have got Liverpool. 
and Luton v Sheffield United. So Luton, you know, could be a big a win for them potentially. And Everton at home to Man City. So a lot of teams with interesting and tricky fixtures. Are you kind of trying to view this as a good opportunity for us based on, you know, how we played at Newcastle? Yeah, it is a good opportunity. I'm smiling because I've been in that uh, mindset since about November, if I'm honest. So never mind now. Um, looking at other teams, and Lindsay always tells me, don't worry about other teams, just focus on us. And and of course, she's right. Um, and it is a great opportunity for us for us to do that. So um, I think Greg just mentioned um, 5.30 under the lights. You know, last time we had that, Manchester United, we turned them over. Um, and I think you mentioned just, just now, Matt, around the um, the tough fixtures coming up. But we raise our game. We always do. And we've, we've proven that this season and last season. So, oddly, I'm more... Well, I should I say I'm less nervous about some of the so-called bigger games than I am against, say, Palace at home or a Luton away or something like that. So, I, I always think we're going to turn up and, and give it a go. And Lewis is right. You know, there is, there is nothing to fear. You know, we went up there six weeks ago and thoroughly deserved to get a 3-1 victory. Um, Anthony Alanga tormented Dan Byrne at left-back. So I'm hoping that he plays and we have a similar sort of outcome. But they're, they're, going, to be, they're going to be worried. You know, they will not take us for granted at all. Because like I said, we've, we've already beaten them a few weeks ago. And, and they'll know that it's going to be a tough game down here. But we have nothing to fear whatsoever about this upcoming run of fixtures. And... Whatever happens, happens with any points or financial uh, penalties. All we can do is, is control the controllables, shall we say. And that starts on Saturday. And I thoroughly expect us to pick an attacking lineup and, and to, you know, by, by all accounts, attack the game and try and win it. Um, just as Nuno's proved that, that he, he kind of has done. You know, yesterday's was a very strong team, stronger than I thought it would be. So he, he's obviously taking every game incredibly seriously. And I expect to see that again on Saturday. So, Greg's all right again. The crowd are going to be up for it. You know, the Newcastle fans, they're brilliant away from home. They'll be loud. That that will sort of have that domino effect of our crowd as well. And it should be a very special occasion. Um, but like I said, Matt, nothing to fear. We're very capable of winning this game and the next one. Mm, certainly. Certainly. Newcastle are missing uh, Isaac. Uh, Anthony Gordon looks like he's out. Uh, Callum, uh, <coughs> Callum Wilson's half fit. Uh, so, yeah, there's certainly... Some optimism there. And we get our players back, Greg, you know, Yates, Dominguez, and Mikey's right there. We can probably start to unleash a slightly more fully fit uh, Taiwo, Ilanga, Hudson Adoin, gives like that attacking thing, that lineup that we have. Uh, are you hoping that we really go for it then? A lot more than we did against Arsenal, obviously. Yeah, I mean, Arsenal was, what, 19% possession and back to the, the old days of the start of the Premier League. We can't. We can't give quality teams too much of the ball. And I think we're slowly starting to learn that, that if we've got it, there's less chance of us giving a foul away or picking up a booking or, you know, making errors that cause an attack for them. But we do still use this counter-attacking way uh, quite effectively. So I don't think it'll be all out attack. I think it'll be a, a steady first 20 minutes and then hopefully see where we are. But we have got quality with Taiwo back. He is starting to show it a little bit last night. I know his shooting boots aren't quite there yet, but it will come back. You don't lose that. And he's he's going to look fitter as each game goes, as each game goes by. So, yeah, I'm excited. I think Newcastle's the perfect game for this. Feels like restart of the Premier League season after that FA Cup weekend. But, yeah, it just, uh, it's got to be, it's got to be a, 
a performance and it's got to be points. We've got to get them. And uh, I really do think we can, like I say. Um, what's your take on the midfield balance, Lewis? Now, Mangala's gone. Sangare um, is at AFCON. Oh, it sounds like he's either been injured or not been playing well enough to retain his place. I think he's been injured. Uh, so it's Yates and Dominguez at the moment. They're quite similar in styles of play. Obviously, Dominguez might have a bit more athleticism and maybe a bit more quality on the ball about him, but they're fairly similar midfielders. Can can they work together, especially in a home game, do you think? Yeah, I think, listen, I think that's what the the, the manager has at his disposal at this point in time. Uh, I think that they've both individually been performing well. As as time goes on, as as more minutes they get, they they can work out each other. I think I think they're both both very good in what they do. Uh, so I don't see why it can't work. Like I said, you can't you can't put that kind of stamp on it and say that it's not going to work straight away. I think they'll they need time together to to understand to get in that that partnership in centre midfield. And sometimes it's as little as just understanding. One probably goes a little bit more, one that have a cover, and, you, and it's just hopefully you get to that point where you just mirror each other and you really understand without having to look where you where the other one is. And that's what they would like to get to. But I think individually, both of them have, have been performing very well of late, and hopefully they can put that together. And, and as of now, if that's what, what the midfield two is going to be, uh, they've just got to get their head down and, and, and do the best they can. Uh, I'll come back to you in a second, Lewis. Greg's got to disappear on domestic duties to pick up Mrs. Mitchell shortly. So I'll throw any other business to you, Greg. Anything you want to add before you have to go? Uh, yeah, just the standing. It's a big weekend for stand against MND. Uh, we've got the the Newark contingent of our uh, our Forest lot that we seem to travel home and away with there, walking twenty miles to the game. And hopefully, it's miserable weather so they can really drum up some support. There might be a bit of snow in the air, but they're gonna walk straight to the nav and get there for about half four, I think. So hopefully there'll be a big welcoming party for them. And I'll drop the link uh, on my Twitter again, if anyone feels like they'd like to to raise money for an amazing cause. And uh, there's a we're doing something else on Sunday as well at, at David Lloyd at the gym I'm at. We're doing like a 90-minute spin class. I'm trying not to drink on Saturday with my uh, my Dortmund mate over. So we're going to see how that goes. So I'm nice and fit for Sunday morning. But uh, yeah, just if you can support Sam, because he's a, he's a massive Forest fan. He travels home and away when possible with the logistics. Uh, but he's just an incredible person and he could do with a bit of support at the minute, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You're a good man. Um, are, are you exiting yourself or am I booting you yeah. out ceremoniously? No, no, go on, boot me out. See you all. Thank you. See you next time. Thanks very much. See you soon, Greg. Did I kick it? He's booted himself out. Okay. Done it himself. Uh, right. I'll throw back to you, Lewis, just about quickly about midfield before we move on. Is that one of the things we've kind of not forgotten this season, but it's been a bit of a story of the season. We've had so many different back fours, different goalkeepers, different midfielders, lots of change in attack due to injuries. I mean, there's not been a lot of consistency this season. Is that how hard would you have found that as a player? Yeah, it's always difficult when I think every player wants consistency. I think every manager wants consistency, but there's a lot of kind of uh, stuff what can happen week to week, day to day. What can what can change that? Uh, I, I I don't I don't really think anyone. Like I said, I've 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 been really impressed with 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 Mangala. I don't think anyone 
has really took that role and gone, this is mine, and I'm going to be constant in here. And, and then it's that point. I, Sangari, I'm not sure. That's just my honest opinion. I'm not sure. I'm, I, 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 but I know that players have to come in. Uh, they have to, they have to settle in, and they have to get used to the to, to the league, but also the culture and the environment. I, I do understand that. But he's been playing in, he's been playing in Holland, which in terms of it's still Europe, so it's not a million miles away. But I'm just, I, I just haven't seen yet really anything to go. Yeah, okay, he can he can be the focal point. And, and I may be wrong, and like I said, everyone—that's what why football is so interesting and good because it's it's about everyone's opinions. But just my from a, from a centre midfielder from experience and playing there, I'm just yet to see yet where his for 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 the money is coming for the hype that he came in and and what you're expecting him to do. Uh, we're still talking here about other players maybe playing in there, and I don't think that. As a football club, we're spending that kind of money on a player, and we've still got doubts about what our midfield is going to be. Uh, but like I said, I'm, I, I, I hopefully he can he can prove me wrong, and hopefully he can come back from the Afcon and maybe maybe be a completely different player because that 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 can happen and it's happened before. But I'm just I'm still not sure about uh, about him moving forward, and 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 I don't know if everybody's fit in terms of that that position, he wouldn't be the top of my list. Is that um, on the ball more than off the ball? You're not sure about it, the pace of his passing the ball or what is it? Well, I think, I think, I think both really, I think both. I think mm. that we, we understand that uh, a lot of kind of the talk when he came in, he's very imposing uh, anyway uh, as a figure. And so you expect kind of off the ball him to probably to be a bit more, controlling in that midfield but I'd just like to see a little bit more uh I I, I I'd just like to see a little bit more from him and and like I said it, it's still early days so I don't want to kind of say completely that I'm I'm not sold on him but this point in time I'm there's still a lot more question marks than answers that's for sure yeah yeah and I don't like a couple of people in the comments saying he hasn't played too much under Nuno so let's see if Nuno can get something different out of him that um, Steve Cooper couldn't. Well, it's on the player as well, isn't it? But you know what I mean. A different different manager might bring, uh, you know, different results. Uh, right. Just uh, as we mentioned AFCON there, uh, I should say Ivory Coast are through to the final. So that's Sangare and Willy Bolly versus Nigeria and Ola Aina. Uh, Nigeria won on penalties, but Aina missed his kick. But they play in the final. So they'll miss the Newcastle game. And then they're back for West Ham. Right, I think we've covered all the ground I wanted to cover. Anything to add, Mikey, before we depart? The only thing on Sangari, actually, I, I kind of concur with what Lewis is saying, is, you know, the general consensus um, around his signing was that he, he's the enabler, he's the catalyst to an, allow us to move to a back four. So, because because they rate him that highly, and, and I agree, he has to now demonstrate that, I think. You know, if you, if you rated him, you're probably giving him six, six and a half out of ten which is, you know, average, but for £30 million, you, you've got to be pushing eights and nines and you've got to be dominating that midfield for the amount of time and, and well, amount of money, should I say, that we've invested in him. Um, I just really hope that he now shows when he comes back from that tournament what he's all about because I've seen him play in, in different countries and he's a serious footballer. And if he can just re repeat that level of performance, 
in the Premier League, then we'll all sit back, Lewis and I and Greg and everyone, and go, yeah, that's why we spent the money on him. Look, look at it. You know, he's in control of this football match. We haven't seen it yet, but um, I know people at Forest think very highly of him, but he has to start showing it now. So it, it looks as if Nuno's going to play that four and the two, and he needs to be one of those two. It needs to be Sangar and somebody else for me. Um, but we'll, we'll see what happens when he comes back. But yeah, congratulations to him, um, obviously, and, and Aina and, and Willie Bolly and Serge. I know Serge is gone, but congratulations to him as well. So uh, regardless of whether they won or lost yesterday, um, they wouldn't be back to West Ham anyway because it's a third-place game, isn't they? So I, I, I was kind of hoping that they final, and they have. So we're going we're gonna to have some tournament winners come back in our squad, which would be great. Yeah, I think you're right. Like down the spine of the team, if we're going to stay up, then this is obvious, but the keeper's going to have to step up. Uh, Murillo, Sangare, Mike Morgan, Gibbs White and Taiwo are, are probably going to all going to have to have really good seasons and touch wood, stay fit as well. So, yeah, I think you're, you're both right there, definitely. Uh, Lewis, anything before we go? No, no, nothing at all. You are a good man as ever. How's your golf? Yeah, it's getting there. It's getting there. It's uh, at the minute. Well, I said I think I'm going to have to go to a different country if I want to play at the minute. It's uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the weather's really. Uh, well, hopefully, hopefully it can it can start to turn. But yeah, I'm very uh, very much into that kind of obsession with golf. That, that's for sure. It's gone into a it's gone into a bit of a, a bit of a craze. So yeah, it's handicap slowly coming down. So. Hopefully, get a bit, a few more rounds, and the weather starts changing, and then uh, a few more lighter nights. So, hopefully, get a bit more, bit more golfing. Is this a post-playing thing? Were you, were you a golfer when you were playing? Every player seems to have an obsession. Yeah, well, I, was it golf? Yeah, yeah, I always, I always played. We always played. We had a. It is sometimes it depends what what your club and the teammates at Forest. We had a really good golf school. There was probably like eight of us, which was quite a weekly, and that sometimes helps. When I went to Watford. A lot of didn't really play much, so you kind of, kind of, kind of stop. And then over the time, I've, uh, I've so I've always played, but but yeah, I've the probably last last two two years, I've I've started to take it it quite serious, and uh, yeah, a lot more a lot more harsh on myself, and a lot more kind of looking at golf videos every day uh, in my spare time, trying to trying to pick up tips. So yeah. It's uh, it, it's definitely got a bit more serious over the last few years. That's for sure. Last golf question: Who's the best golfer at Forest when you were playing, apart from yourself? I was the worst. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, probably at Forest, it would have been Chris Cohen at the time. Yeah, Boas was was really good, uh, really good golfer. So yeah, he was always, uh, yeah, Chrissy Cohen, Coxie was good. Uh, H was uh, yeah, he- yeah, Henry Lansbury was good. So, them three kind of was in a bit of a different league, different league, definitely a different league to me. But, but I'd probably say, uh, I played a lot, lot more with 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 Chrissy Cohen. So, yeah, he's probably got he's probably got my pick. Good stuff, good stuff. Uh, last one for me, just quickly, uh, a bit quick plug for Forest Women versus Everton Women in the FA Cup. Uh, fifth round, there's only two non-WSL teams left and Forrest are one of them. So that's 4pm Sunday, uh, Grange Park, uh, Long Eaton United's ground. Tickets available via the Forest website. So it'd be good to show some support for that. 
if you can, and I'll try and do some preview stuff uh, in advance of the game, hopefully, if a few things come together, but give it a good plug now. Right, uh, thanks very much to everyone who's joined us. Uh, as ever, uh, do us a favour, hit like, hit subscribe, give us a good review on iTunes, anything you can to spread the word. Appreciate your support uh, very much. Uh, thanks for everyone's company. 500-plus people, 600-plus people with us uh, today, which is great. Appreciate that as ever. Mikey, thank you very much. Thank you. Can I say before we go? Um, one of these 600 people I'm hoping is the guy that yesterday at the ground turned up next to me after about 60 minutes of the game, was on his phone for 10 minutes and then left. It, it was like it was like he, he, he turned up at the wrong place and didn't realise where he was. So um, if anybody knows that person, I, I thought he was hallucinating. I was thinking, what's going off here? He just literally turned up on his phone and left. Um, but yeah, uh, that's just what I wanted to say. Um, very, very strange, bizarre thing to see. But there you go. Because Greg was talking earlier, wasn't he, about people coming in late. This guy was really late, as in like middle of the second half. Well, you get some very old people at football, certainly. So yeah, it's not... Not a surprise, massively. Lewis, thank you very much. No, not a problem anytime. Uh, thank you very much. We are back uh, tomorrow with uh, a Newcastle preview. It's recorded, not live, though. Uh, Saturday, Newcastle post-match, and then Monday, main podcast with Kelvin Wilson and uh, a couple of the regulars to be confirmed. So do join us for all that if you can. In the meantime, have a good day, and we shall see you tomorrow. Sports Social Podcast Network.